Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with another episode of A Proper British Tank Battle, episode 4. Right now, the crew has just destroyed their first enemy tank and is now moving forward into the unknown. Alright, let's go. Driver, forward move to the right of the wreck and let's get a look at what's past it. The engine started up and the Churchill ro rolled forward once more, maneuvering around the wreck and stopping just past the bow of the dead panther. George raised himself out of the hatch to take another look around. The visibility was better since they had driven past the smoke from the panther and he could now see the rest of the open field they were in. Surrounded by hedgerows with a wooden fence running through the middle, this field was seemingly untouched besides the burning wreck behind them. He thought to himself, this might be a great spot for tea if you were not in a war zone. George began to lower himself back into the turret, thinking about this missed opportunity, when he saw leaves rustling and twigs breaking on the other side of the field. He focused his gaze and saw two German panzers plowing through the hedge and onto the open field. George immediately dropped into the turret and yelled to the loader, AP now! Then looked at Nigel and said, Two panzers in front, do you see them? Nigel was quick to respond with a Yes, sir. And George looked through the commander's periscope. He saw the two panzers approaching through the open field, still unaware of their presence. The loader then shouted, Ready! And Nigel proceeded to fire around, direct center mass into one of the panzers. George watched closely as the panzer caught fire and its crew abandoned it. He then felt as the turret rotated to aim at the second panzer. Suddenly, everything went blank for George, except the sudden and unending ringing in his ears. For a few seconds, he had no idea what had happened until he felt himself bailing out of the tank. He dropped to the ground just outside the Churchill. Great flames started to shoot out of the turret ring and engine. Where was the rest of the crew? Did they not make it out? George struggled to his feet, and only then did he realize he was bleeding. A piece of shrapnel was lodged in his boot. He didn't feel any of the pain. He was probably in shock. He didn't want to pull it out or see what his foot looked like or felt like. It suddenly struck him. The, the rest of the crew was probably gone. Was it his fault? It all happened so fast. Could he have gone back and saved just one of his crew? He collapsed on the grass. Hi, sir. It's best we get to move on. The sound seemed out of place, and George slowly came to. He stared up at a familiar sight. It was the inside of his Churchill, but everything was as it had been. Am I dreaming? George shifted his gaze down to see Nigel sitting in his position, waiting for him to respond. What? Said George. The sergeant said we best get a move on, or we'll be behind schedule on our advance. George reached over and gave Nigel a bear hug. What the bloody hell was that for? Asked Nigel. I'm just happy I haven't lost you. The Churchill once again went rolling through the roads and fields of Bokash country. Past burnt-out half-tracks, parachutes snagged in trees, and the bodies from yesterday's battles. 